Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown with myself, Joe Oberly from VikingsTerritory.com and uh, PurplePTSC.com and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune and the StarTribune.com. Hey, Mike, Mike, Mike. Hey, Mark. Mark, what, what a week. Either. Pardon me? I either. I go by either Mike, Mark, okay. whatever. Marky Mark, Mikey Mike. Uh, what a weekend for the Vikings they, they gain without playing. I, th- I think that's what you've been trying to do to me all summer by not playing me in golf when now that you have the lead, you're just trying to keep winning and let the season run out and then uh, and then ha- win the season series. But that's beside the point. The Vikings uh, Vikings had a nice week because uh, the Packers lost, no, Lions lost, the Bears won, but that's okay. But it was a big big loss by the Packers, and uh, that helped the Vikings. What would you – what do you think of the weekend festivities? Well, you know, I think it's uh, might be time to jump off that Super Bowl pick with the Packers. I don't know. Um, it's getting a little tired of you know the Aaron Rodgers kind of this. I think Aaron needs to come off his high horse and accept some of the blame of this. Uh, granted, a lot of drop balls. Granted, the offensive line ha- hasn't been the best. Uh, defense has been pretty good. Special teams have been horrible. But there's also some some clips that they've shown to where. You know, Aaron Rodgers is not being Aaron Rodgers and trusting what he's seeing. And then there's a reason for that, but also not going to come out of this unless Aaron Rodgers starts making throws that he's capable of making. So um, getting a little tired of Aaron Rodgers, kind of this feeling like he's above all of this. He's down in the pit with them. And I think that, uh, you know, right now the Vikings, you know, people should be getting excited about it. I know that um, there's always a pitfall or a trap door for you guys, but, uh, to me, it's, it's, this is a, you know, it's a new start. It's what everybody wanted. Everything is going along the way that they, they said they would. So um, the, the high expectations should be high for the Vikings right now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into the uh, Packers a little bit, but more in, in the next segment. But first, let's let's get to a little. We'll talk more about the Vikings here. You know, you're just saying they should be excited, but it's not a bye week for the Vikings without some kind of. Uh, Slip up, I guess is what you would call it. Uh, offensive lineman Oli Udo gets arrested down in Miami during the bye. It ain't the love boat, but it's not good. Um, Mark, uh, yeah, you get he was charged with assisting arrest and disorderly conduct. What do we think about this? This is a big deal. Can KOC just say heck with it and move on? What, what, what do we know any more about it, or is that that's all we got? Well, uh, you, I mean, you're darn right. It's not the love boat. I mean, you know, the love boat had uh, how many starters on the, the quarterback and everyone else uh, left tackle. Uh, this is a guy who's played like two snaps on offense. Uh, uh, re- resisting arrest without violence, as I guess is what they're saying. You know, we, we aren't there. We don't know. Um, you know, you see the details, you see the, the police report, but you know, it's, it's a rent-a-cop. I'm not, I'm not making excuses for because I wasn't there. I have no idea what happened. But sometimes you got to look at some of these things and, and, and let it play out because, you know, it's, it's a bouncer basically trying to tell him what to do, and he ignored him. And they, then an off-duty uh, officer at, that's in the bar, we don't know what kind of shape he's in. Uh, again, I'm not making excuses, but we all uh, – it's not a, not a big enough deal to, you know, to make it a big deal. Uh, these things happen and, you know, you move on. But it's it's not like it's a it's a situation where you're having to deal with a guy that, oh, uh, Christian Derisaw, what are they going to do to him? It, you know, uh, it, it's relative, I guess, whenever it's a, it's a guy who's not, uh, not part of the action right now. Yeah, speaking of the love boat, the only boat I love is the Viking ship, huh? How's that, huh? Oh, wait, wait. Was I supposed to get – was I supposed to get alarmed by this, uh, this uh, resisting arrest and all that and – I, you know, I, don't uh, I I treated it kind of like a like a coach would cheat. I so I guess we yes, should have been. Should, this is an outrage. Whatever he, you know, I'm assuming whatever he did is wrong and throw him in jail. Relative to Vikings transgressions in the past, we have things like the Wizenator and uh, someone getting it, uh, doing some stuff on along the steps of some place and the love boat and other things. This is is minor, but uh, still not good. Get it together, Oli. Don't. Uh, don't don't ruin KOC's first year. The Vikings also signed a rookie outside linebacker, Benton Whitley, uh, to their 53-man roster off the Chiefs practice squad. What what did you make of that move? I mean, is is there uh, uh, some injuries to linebackers we don't know about, or is it just uh, they don't have the depth they want, or is they just saw a good player out there and they wanted to grab him? Wow, you're leading with the big stuff, Joe. Uh, Benton Whitley. Well, I mean uh... – 
Um, DJ Wonham didn't play the last game because of an illness. So maybe there's something to that illness. Um, you know, Zadarius Smith is going to be a guy who probably doesn't practice a lot. You know, it's, he's got the knee that they're, that they're watching out for and, uh, get later in the year, you need bodies to practice. And a guy like Zadarius Smith probably isn't going to practice much. Um, you know, teams like this, especially whenever they start out <clears throat> first year in these organ, these programs, you're always turning that bottom third of the roster. Uh, and this is a way of, of getting a guy that they like. And, and, uh, you've got some, some, uh, injuries and illnesses at the outside linebacker. So, yeah, he's the guy. Good to have, good to have that depth for the playoff push. <clears throat> right now, baby, huh? Playoff. Uh, yeah. So only the playoffs, not the Super Bowl. You're not, you're not, uh, <clears throat> that's uh, oh, well, you'll find that out later. Uh, the, uh, not a lot of news during the bye week, which is always good. So I thought your you thought actually we should uh, try we should you know go back and look back at what you know we're week Vikings are five and one week seven was just completed they're heading into week eight uh, and of seventeen game season so let's might be worthwhile taking a look back and some of the uh, the big headlines or not big headlines but just some 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 quandaries that worth worth going back and forth about so I'll. Uh, I'll ask you what I got, and and you come up, you tell me what you think, and then then I'll uh, chime in with with my meager response. But first one is, who or what is the biggest surprise this year so far for the Vikings? What what uh, what do you see in that category, Mark? Special teams. I think um, you know all you got to do is look around the NFC North, where the Packers are a disaster on special teams. The Bears lost a primetime game because the guy uh, had the worst. Uh, attempt to field a punt that I think I've ever seen. He's falling down and it bounces off his shoulder or his helmet. Um, you know, Vikings amazing is that the Vikings special teams have been good without their kicker being perfect. You know, the kicker is probably has has been one of the uh, he's he's had uh, like five six misses or whatever on place kicks, but he's won a he's won a game. He's won an NFC, an NFC special teams player of the week. Uh, the punter has won NFC special teams so. In six games, they've had two two guys win special teams player of the week. They've also had a blocked uh, uh, field goal attempt. They've had uh, the uh, muff punt caused by Chris Boyd and recovered by Chris Boyd. Special teams have been uh, – and they got the, the best starting point in the league and the best opponent starting point in the league um, defensively. So, yeah, to me, special teams has really stepped up. You know, it's interesting. I wrote down three responses here, and uh... – uh, just is not sure which thing is the biggest, but the, the biggest surprise for me is winning games that they would have lost last year. You know, they, they're, they're winning these games at the end of games, at the, you know, final walk-off moments at times when, you know, they didn't win them last year and they hadn't won them for, for a while. So that, that's surprising to me. And it's a nice surprise. I had special teams as number, number two. And then I also put, you know, because it, special teams is, uh, for me, it's like in a season when you're doing a competitive rebuild, you know, you're rebuilding, and that's not an afterthought because I'm sure the coaches think about it, but I'm not sure it's, you know, in the forefront of their mind when they're trying to, to you know, a new a new system. They're, they're trying. There's so many other things they're focused on, and maybe it's the, the third tier of their focus. So it's surprising to me that they are playing so well in so many facets of it. So I agree with you on that. And then I put for a, a person I put Bradbury center i think he's playing better than we all expected you know he's not uh perfect by any stretch but you know uh and the the, the weakness of the line is still with bradbury and uh, uh his guy next to him God, i can't think of his name um ingram ed ingram ed ingram you know but you know they've done better at times they've looked good at times in pass protection and uh the, the running game is not super right now but uh um, I'm, I'm still pleased with what they've done. They've given Kirk Cousins a lot of time to, uh, to make those comebacks. So I, there are a few surprises, but that's what I listed. You know, I list three, so a scattergun approach. That way I'm going to get something right maybe, huh? Not bad. Good idea? No? Yes? Okay. Great. How much time you got, Joe? <laughs> okay, on the other flip side, what's the most disappointing thing that for you this year? Uh, um, Mark, what do you got? I think it's – it's how, you know, the, the, the team to beat right now in the NFC is the Philadelphia Eagles. And the how, not only did they lose to them, which I expected them to lose, which I, I picked them accurately on that night, 
Philadelphia. That was not a surprise that they lost. It was disappointing to me. It's the biggest disappointment of the year is the fact that they got – they looked like a JV team out there. Defense was soft. Um, the, the the offense was was pathetic. Uh, even when, And then the special teams tried to get them back in the game, and the, the defense actually at the second half tried to get them back in the game, and Kirk kept throwing the game away. Uh, just the fact that the defense was soft, Kirk was uh, could not – you know, take advantage of the of great field position in the second half and put them back in the game. So, you know, you go to Philadelphia and, and that's the team now to beat and to know that, you know, didn't even compete or terrible that night is the biggest disappointment. Do they do they get a pass on that one because it was so early in the season and they were where they had no, not, not early on? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, we reached this point, maybe it is a pass because – uh, you, you would also probably give the Eagles a pass for only winning by three and giving up 35 points to the Lions in week one. Yeah. But, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot uh, disappointing about this season. I don't, you know, I, I think that in a nutshell that uh, I'm not sold on the defense. We've talked about that. And that night was the, was the bottoming out or the just how bad this defense can be when it's playing soft. Now, granted, that's the second game that they played, but, to this point, that that's my most disappointing uh, part of the season. Well, uh, I listed a couple things. I got Ole Udo, which uh, disappointed me because I thought uh, I thought they were gonna we'd gone beyond that 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 reputation of the Vikings to have you know uh, somebody mess up during the bye. And I know you know there are always new people, kids coming in, and they're kids and they make mistakes and they do dumb things and you know. They've got a lot of money and attention and such from people, but uh, just you know, we in the past there had been so many incidents, so it was it was unfortunate that there was another one small, be it though it be. Um, the other thing was this rookie uh, injuries to Scene and Booth. You know, to our first two picks, Vikings' first two picks were, you know, it's not a disappointing for anybody per se, but it's it's just a bummer for the fan base today because you know you're just dying to see you know I'm sure Quasi's bummed his first two picks as a as a general manager are, are on the shelf for you know uh, eight games into the year so that's that's a bit of a bum and then you know I guess if if I had to nitpick I would I would say uh Irv Smith Jr. has been a little disappointing you know maybe you know some of it's his usage but some of it he has uh, he's had some drops and and uh um, after not seeing him last year, yeah, I was just hoping a little bit more out of him. May, hopefully that, that picks up in the, in the in the season as we go forward. Any comments on any of that? I, I would say that you win with uh, with seeing. That that it probably would be the most disappointing thing of the, of the year. But, uh, yeah, that just not being able to see it, not knowing what his future, what, what future holds, if it, how he'll be affected by that injury. So um, in a rare admittance, I, I admit, Joe, you, you win that one. Oh. <sighs> Oh, swooning. I'm, I'm, I, you know, someone, I've got the vapors. Mark agreed and said I win. Wow, that's crazy. That's because uh, I just beat beat your ass in golf on Friday. That's there it uh, is. You knew it had to make it. That's a, that kind of thing is as ubiquitous as me promoing these guys, Mankato Brewery you know, or Mankato Brewery, those guys, you know. So there it is. Right back at uh, you, brother. Uh, what's the top strength of the Vikings? Yeah. What, what do you got for their, 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 their biggest strength uh, this season so far? Well, I went boring and I just said uh, the special teams, back to back answers, I guess. Uh, but uh, you know, also if if you had to, if I had to throw another one in there, it would be, um, you know, Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know, we're, we're at year three now. He's he's progressed from week from year one to year two, and now he's taken another step. And so, uh, and and not only is it just does he have to have two hundred yards every every game and do fifteen gritties. Even whenever he's not, you know, like like having the the all the sports center moments, he affects the game just by being involved and being on the field. And uh, so, you know, obviously a huge strength for them is 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 Justin Jefferson. And and but I, I still like where where this team has the special teams. Well, you know, uh, I'm going to agree with you since you're so nice to say that I won the last one. So not even that, not not even though that we're competing, but anyway, I got passing game. You know, Jefferson, At, and and KJ uh, as a group, I thought they've they've been pretty well. They're they're the they're the primary of our of the Vikings offense. You know, you got Jefferson who's may not has might not have been gotten into the end zone as much as you want, but he's he's really been. Oh, he's he's with with missing a game by with a bye, he's still number three in yardage. Uh, this season 
in, in, in the whole league. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Thielen, Thielen is not, Adam's not like he's been in the past, but he still makes the grabs in the, in the end zone. He's still a nice red zone target. And KJ has not shown the season that he's had last year, but he has, he picks his spots and he still makes some nice big plays. So it for me, it's the strength of this team. I think you can count on it for the most part, except for that Philadelphia game, being there every week. You know, Cousins is uh, Cousins has been connecting with those guys. So passing game for me. Um, what's the biggest weakness or concern, Mark? Uh, to me, it's you know I know it's probably the bad times. Because coming off the Dolphins game where they had six sacks and the, and the, the pass rush was was rolling, but to me it's it's generating a pass rush. It's um, I think they have 17 sacks. I think uh, four of them came in the opener when the Packers' offensive line was in shambles. Six of them came against the uh, the Dolphins when the, the the Dolphins' offensive line was in shambles and they're playing a backup quarterback. Um, I, I'm not sold on this defense being. Um, producing enough pressure with the front four to, to be a, you know, a dominant type of defense. Um, there's, there's glimpses of it, but I, I just got to see it every, you know, to me. So it's, it's generating a pass rush. It's making sure because if they don't have the pass rush that the secondary is going to get exposed and, they're, and, and we're going to blame the secondary for things to me, your strength is in those linebackers compared, you know, and there's also, you know, it's not like they're, they're, secondaries uh, is chop liver either, but you know, it depends to me on those, on them, those four guys getting that pass rush. Um, that to me has just been, hasn't been there enough, but obviously it's been there enough to win five out of six games. When it, when it was there, it was, it was really helpful. I mean, uh, we started seeing a little bit more out of Daniel Hunter and, and Zadarius Smith is really starting to make his, his, uh, his move, but yeah, you're right. Well, what I've got is related to that because it is on the defensive side of the ball. But for me, the weakness or concern is the shell coverage. A, because I don't get it, and B, I don't like it. I, I just don't – you know, so many games is, you know, Vikings giving up yardage underneath, and, and, you know, they're going down there. They're getting a lot of yards on them. I think I got written down here somewhere. Their defense is uh, uh, 28th in pass yards allowed, but they're, you know, they're, they're 13th in points per game, so they're bending but not breaking. But, boy, it's, it's – uh, at, at some point, that's going to that's gonna hurt your defense being out there that long and, and having to defend. I mean, they toughen up when they get to the goal line. But, man, I, hopefully it's something that's, that's going to, you know, gel into place by the end of the year and work better than it is right now. But right now I just don't see it. I, and well, and, go ahead. But, but I, you know, I, I, I agree with that. It's, uh, but it's, it's such a combination. Like I look at the lions game, they almost lose to the lions. Um, you know, Jared Goff was hardly touched in that game. Jared, you know, you're, you're talking about a Vikings defense, what we're used to seeing a Vikings defense at us bank stadium or the Metrodome. Um, the noise and usually quarterbacks like you know, a quarterback of his caliber is usually, you know, spitting out rubber pellets from the, from the turf all day long because they're beating the crap out of him. And he just kind of stood there and it, and it wasn't pressured. And so to me, granted it, it, the, 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 the shell coverage and, and the, the zone that they've got to be tighter on that, but man, they got to get some more pressure. Those things are, that's made of rubber. so if that's, if the quarterbacks are swallowing those, there's, they got to make a rule against that. that's probably dangerous for him, right? To be challenged. Player, player safety. It should be like, uh, it should be like rolled up uh, pieces of donut or something. <laughs> player safety. Got a couple questions for you. Uh, the Vikings are leading in the division. Right now, they're 5-1. and one. They have a two-and-a-half game lead. Can't say that enough uh, over the Packers and the Bears, plus the tiebreaker with both of them. But the Vikings will win the division and be a playoff force if what, Mark? If, if what we were just talking about, if the defense gets in sync, rush and coverage gets in sync. And when it does get in sync, I mean, the 2018 Bears um, playing this defense uh, got Matt Nagy – uh, basically it was Vic Fangio and Ed Donatell that got Matt Nagy coach of the year because of the way that defense played with Khalil Mack it, uh, and all those, I mean, they had like 36 takeaways. If this, if they can get in sync, the takeaways will come. Um, they, I think they have six takeaways in the last three games. So to me, they will go, they will not only make the playoffs, but they could be a, a force in the playoffs. If the defense comes together in sync and starts really taking the, has one of those, 
magical runs where you're taking the ball away left and right. I'm going to, I'm going to say you won that one before I even say what I'm going to say, because I, I, I totally agree with that. For me, it's, it's probably more generic, but it's somewhere along the same lines. I I've seen them uh, have moments in games where they just looked terrible. And then they've scrambled back to win those games despite that. So my, my, they'll, they'll be a force that they'll, they'll win the division and be a force that playoffs if they show up and play 60 minutes more often, you know, and, and, and finish game, you know, and just be a little bit better in the middle of the games where, you know, they might've started a game good with the first drive and then they go away or they don't show up at, at right out of the gate and then they have to scramble back in the last few minutes of each half or uh, half or final. You know, that's all good. They're winning games, but that's just not sustainable, I think, especially when you start playing teams like the Bills and the Cowboys and the, and now suddenly the Giants and the Jets were all on their schedule. So, you you've, you know, if you don't get it together to, to play, you know, lo- you know, better longer, uh, that's going to start biting you now, and it will certainly bite you in the playoffs. You won't even make it. So, uh, the next question is: The Vikings will flop and miss the playoffs if Mark. What 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 do we got? Uh, this is a it's a kind of a contradicting contradiction of a, of an answer, but they'll flop obviously if Kirk Cousins gets hurt. Uh, but stay healthy, there it is. First, stay healthy. Stay yeah, healthy. But but in saying that, it'll also be if Kirk Cousins has the team. If Kirk, if the defense doesn't do what we, what I was talking about, um, if uh, say you you have an, you, your offensive line kind of has some problems, we've been very fortunate on the offensive line. They're healthy and they uh, are not, you know, making they're not being penalized. Um, so, but Kirk is like, like we saw with um, uh, the Dolphins game, you know, 10, three and outs or whatever. Kirk is. Kirk needs Kirk can you can win with Kirk, but Kirk is not going to throw a team on his back and carry him. So uh, if Kirk has to do that, it's got it's going to go south. But in saying that, if Kirk gets hurt, it's going to go south immediately uh, because you know he's he's that he's that guy that's right down the middle, and um, you know you're either <laughs> for him or against him, and, and you can't and people are dug in, but. To me, it's um, it's an interesting situation because they, they need him, but they need everyone around him working with him. Yeah, yeah I can't uh, disagree with that. It's it's a quarterback driven league. He's a he's a, the key to to them in the playoffs. You could could have said if if Kirk stays healthy and and uh, plays well throughout the year, and he is playing well. Even you know he's winning ball games, which is what he won. I, I just say if if this is all a mirage. And they start playing some really tough teams like they did against uh, Philadelphia, and they they go belly up. Whew, it could get ugly around here quickly. You know, right now, those you know they're five and one, but you know, I'm not saying they're frauds. But you know, it's not built on on wins over the best teams in the league. The Packers look terrible. The Bears looked good last night against uh, the Patriots, but they generally look terrible. And Detroit is Detroit, and and. Uh, uh, that when they played the Dolphins, they were without Tua, who, uh, who came back into the uh, onto the field this weekend and, and looked pretty good. So I think the Vikings dodged both there. They really have to they really have to step up their game despite having a five and one record. You know, suffice it to say like that. But Mark, who do you think is going to be the most important player not named Cousins heading into the final eleven games? We just talked about Cousins' importance. So who's who's that guy? It's the guy. It's the guys that we don't talk about until they screw up, and then we we spent the last ten years talking about them. It's the offensive line. I, I thought about taking them as a unit, but I'll, I'll say Christian Darrisaw because Darris. It seems like Kirk has so much. Uh, you talk about like Rogers not having confidence in his people around him. Kirk Cousins look like he looks like he is uh, well. For Kirk Cousins, let's put it that way. Kirk still has some happy feet here and there, but um, you know, Darisov staying healthy and and being that guy and, and continuing to play like a guy who who's you know kind of born for that spot. Uh, to me, that that's the first part of the offensive line. Um, you know, obviously the the guys in the in the in front of him have to play well. So I'd say Darisov slash that entire unit 
uh, is is the key to everything because as I think of um, o- O'Connell has said, you know, uh, basically he was talking about something. And he said, hey, you know, uh, picked out one of the offensive lines and said, hey, if Ed doesn't do his job, Justin can't do his job. So um, and that's so true. And it starts it starts with them, uh, especially when you have a quarterback like Kirk, who's not going to, you know, like a Justin Fields. Uh, you finally see him last night being, be, with, a, with a game plan that fits him where you can move around. Well, Kirk is a, is a pocket passer. Um, that needs that pocket, needs that offensive line. So I'm going to go with the offensive line. Well, I think the question was a player not named Kirk Cousins, so I'm just going to go with the well, whole That's why I said I'll, I'll, I'll do Darisaw then. I'll do Darisaw. I'm just kidding you. I am kidding you. Um, uh, for me, it's uh, it's related to this, but for me it's, it's, it's Dalvin Cook because uh, I think these better teams as they come in or the Vikings go play them, they're really going to start focusing on Jefferson even more. And we saw him get take, taken away in, in some games. And if, you know, these coaches are going to see how that was done and they're going to try to replicate that cook has been okay. Started to get a little bit better, but he's had some really uh, underwhelming performances. So I, I think they really need to step up that facet of their offense to take the pressure off of cousins and, uh, and Jefferson in, in, in the passing game and may, maybe uh, make it easier for that offensive line. For, so for me, if it's Dalvin Cook to really start being more Dalvin Cook-like uh, than he has been thus far this season. Um, quickly, uh, who's the most important defensive player for you, Mark? Oh, uh, defensive player. Uh, I can go if you I would, go ahead. No, I would say um, – I think it's, you know, it's Daniel, it's Daniel Hunter. I mean, and I've always said that like, to me, the, the most underrated guy, even though he, he makes all, he's got an all pro and he's got some pro bowl uh, is Eric Kendricks. But I want to see, I want to see Daniel Hunter step up and be more. He just does not look comfortable in this defense. Whereas I think Zadarius Smith does. Yeah. Whenever Daniel Hunter looks, it's, you know, whatever needs to adjustments he needs to, to look comfortable the two of them together to me was what was selling this defense for me and for a lot of people before before the season. I'm not saying Daniel's having a bad year. I'm just saying he's having a year where he's kind of feeling his way, doesn't look comfortable. Uh, I, I think he's the key, turning it on, and let's see who – you know, this is not a, just a, a guy that's good. This is a guy that's, that can be great, and, and uh, we need to see that. Uh, for me – I, 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 of course, mentioned two again, so I, I've been cheating a little myself. Uh, I've got Eric Kendricks for just to stay solid and be the player that he's been for, for 10 years here, however long he's been here, and continues to be. He, he is such a cog in this defense or any defense. He's so so uh, uh, he's all over the place and does so many things. But uh, I, I really want to see mo- uh, more of what we're just starting to see from Zadaria Smith. I just want him to start teeing off and be that disruptive force. And if he does, they'll focus on him, and that may – open things up for uh uh daniel hunter but you got one solid player and one splash player so those those are guys are, are going to be really important and i think everything goes from there but <clears throat> all right well we should take a break now but i'd like to announce it and you can probably see it at the bottom of the screen down there is that uh, we've got a we've got a, a new sponsor for vikings territory breakdown and it's manscape and and they've got uh they've got some great trimmers um you know, in fact, I, I recently yet used their nose and hair trimmer, which is which is wonderful for a guy my age. But uh, uh, they're they're really good. I really like them. And uh, so so we're going to take a break, and you can check out the ad. You'll hear more about them, and then we'll be back for the next segment of Vikings Territory Breakdown. Support for Vikings Territory Breakdown is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code VTBREAKDOWN20 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 12 million balls. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Actually, you never went anywhere. You went and listened to that great Manscaped ad that was uh, put on one of, by some of the talent we have around here, right? 
Mark. Um, <laughs> like I was saying at the at the at the jump, the Vikings uh, benefited from the Packers losing this week. They got they got beat for the third game in a row, fourth overall because the Vikings uh, beat them in the opening game of the season. They're now three and four uh, on the year. And the Vikings have a 2.5 game lead on them because they had a bye, but they also have a tiebreaker on them. And they have a, the same with, with the Bears. So the Vikings are in a nice spot here. But what's up with the Packers? I mean, you, you kind of talked a little bit about it. You said the special teams are bad. Rodgers Rogers seems, you know, everybody says, oh, he's off. Well, you know, some, some are asking the question, is he washed up? You know, uh, I, I think it's more a lack of uh, interest because, you know, he doesn't have the his security blanket and Devontae Adams who, who, who caught everything he threw at him. He, the, the offensive line has been injured. Bakhtari didn't play again the other day. They jumped out to a big lead, got a touchdown from their defense, and it looked like they were going to run all over the commanders. But, man, Tyler Heineke came storming back, and, and the Packers just looked ordinary at best. And Rodgers at one time – was seen mouthing, what are we bleeping doing out here? You know, what after another failed series. It it's uh it is it is uh trouble town in title town and it is flipping awesome. Well you know whether I hope I hope he includes uh himself in that we because like I said before what I'm seeing is that he doesn't have a lot of trust in these guys and he's got no he's got no choice but to trust some of these throws that he's not taking. He's not, you know, uh, he's got no other option. Devontae Adams isn't coming back. Jordy Nelson isn't coming back. Donald Driver's not coming back. He needs to create the, you know, the next guy, which he, which he and Brett Favre were so good at doing. You know, it's up to them to, 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 to lead. The, whenever you're great to that extent, you know, we talk about Kirk Cousins can't carry a team and Kirk Cousins, you know, they need to be all blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers has proven that that he can, you know, within reason, football is still, you know, you can't play with just one guy. Right. But I mean, within reason, he's that guy that can that can erase a lot of these uh mistakes. And he's done it in the past and he needs right. to do it again. And he needs to be <clears throat> involved in this, engaged to the point that, you know, it's not it's not me and the rest of these guys, it's it's all of them together. And does he have that ability to do that? I you know. We're going to find out a lot about, you know, about him because it's been a long time since they've had any kind of adversity like this. They just, you know, the first three years of this, uh, of that program that they have in place now, there was no no issues until obviously till the end, which it stopped short of the Super Bowl, which was a problem. But they've never had this kind of problem this early in the year in a long, long time. And he needs to, you know, take as much ownership of this as these other, as the other guys, even more so because he's the guy that can get them out of this. He's the reason that we're all kind of sitting there going, oh, you know, are we, you know, is two and a half games, uh, is that, are, are we, are, are the Vikings comfortable with that? Or, you know, is this guy going to come storming back? And, you know, in the past three weeks, we've, you know, it happened, it happened against the Giants. You're like, oh, okay, you know, they're, they're going to come back against the Jets. Happened against the Jets. Oh, well, you know, Washington, no. And they and it happened three times in a row. So if I'm a Vikings fan, two things: I'm happy about the Packers losing, but I'm also looking at what the this it factor that, that uh, Heineke has that Carson Wentz lost a long time ago. And I'd be like, because they got to play here. I, I believe they play at Washington next week. You know, so uh, there's no way Wentz. I don't know what his situation is, but he's you know Heineke the way he played uh, once he came in the second half. Um, this looks like his team again because that's the only life we've seen in that team all right. year. Um, you know, you said many good point. Engaged, it, oh, Rogers just seems to be kind of going through the motions. He, it's it's almost like a guy who's pouting because he doesn't have what he wants. But you know, is is that really? Yeah. I mean, you, 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 the other thing you said is trust. He's got to be able to trust. I mean, he 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 trusted that. Uh, Devontae Adams was going to be there. He knew where he was going to be. He could throw it when he was under duress. He could take some chances and he could could throw it into double coverage or something because he knew Adams would come down with it. He's got this new group and he didn't he didn't spend the offseason coming up and and uh, getting to know him. He was out drinking that tea, whatever he was doing, and just hanging out. And he could have spent some more time there. 
and maybe build that trust. And is that what's going on? He he can't be Aaron Rodgers, uh, who was you know a little bit uh, by like uh, Patrick Mahomes before Mahomes came on the scene because he would, I mean Rodgers would just he would just know what where they were going to be, um, wait till the last minute, make a little move and get open and and throw it downfield. Now he just seems like oh. He's 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 gonna check down or or throw a bad pass or or it just be distant. I mean, it, it it that trust is really important, wouldn't you say, with your receivers? You've got to have that to allow you to be like he used to be. Yeah, and he's got. I mean, let's face it. His first pass of the year uh, should have been a seventy-five yard touchdown on the Vikings. Would have changed that game entirely. Right. Um, but it, you know, he hits the guy in stride. It's a rookie who's known for dropping passes. He dropped the pass. He dropped the touchdown. Um, and, you know, we've seen that throughout the year, and you see it to the, to the point now where you're watching the game and there's, you know, uh, whoever's doing the games, uh, the, the uh, announcers and analysts are are getting better by the year in, like, freeze framing and showing us things and um, that you can't really see on TV if you, if whenever the, it's a tight frame. So they'll slow it down. And, and yeah, there's times where, you know, Rare Rogers usually makes that throw. Well, he's not taking that throw because he doesn't trust they're going to catch it, or, or maybe he's not trusting that he has the time. When he does have the time, um, you're seeing some, some, uh, you know, he's looking human, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and you know, he's. I know he wants to. He wants to be in charge of personnel, and he wants to do all this. He wants right now. He needs to worry about, you know, playing quarterback and uh, and not being above all of this. And, uh, you know, they, they, they gave him what basically what essentially he wanted when he was going through the pouting in the, the, the year where well, he, he might do jeopardy and all this crap. Um, he got paid. You know, Jordan Love, the Jordan Love era was thrown out the window and you got your money. You know, now you got your two MVPs. Um, you know, this team needs him right now. And, uh, and he needs to, you know, I'm not saying he's pointing fingers, but just feels right. like he's. He's like, he's just kind of like, you know, hey, you, you remember, I, I'm the great one, and these guys are what I'm working with. Yeah, uh, It's got to be, no, you know, it, he's got to be back on the team, I guess. He's not player coach. He's not legend coach player. He's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and he's got to play like that. You know, it, it, this just maybe just a corollary, just off a tangent just a little bit, but maybe that old thing about – a quarterback makes a receiver play. Uh, the makes the receiver where, or is it the the receiver who makes the quarterback great, or whatever? Maybe it's a little more nuanced than that. And that Rodgers is great. There's no question. And but he played better. He's played better with better receivers, Devontae Adams, because of that trust factor. Because you know he could he could do he could take some chances and do it. So he needs. To know where these guys are going to be and he, and have confidence that they're going to make the play, even if he's doing it a little bit off schedule. You know, maybe, maybe that's you know, maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe that's maybe that's not a a, a, a regulatory notion, but I think it's a little more nuanced than uh, Aaron Rodgers just makes everybody a, a great receiver. Yeah, I mean, it has to be within reason. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, Joe Oberly uh, playing for Mankato High in 1952. Mankato Loyola, Mankato, Loyola. thank you. 1952, leading leading the state in receptions. I mean, he's not going to be able to make you, you know, you're not going to you know, make you a great receiver. So, well, I'd have be been a little bit, a little bit of nuance. I'd have been in position, and I'd have, I'd have made some dives for those for those off uh, target throws of Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I. Uh, I would have told him his haircut is lame. Um, uh, so, not only did the Packers lose, well, what, wait, one more last one question on 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 Rodgers. He's not washed, right? He's still got the ability to do what he did. You think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so we can. So, so now up. you're critiquing the haircut. Does he take oh. one of those Manscaped clippers and? Finish, finish, finish the job up there, you know. I had no question. It'd be great. These things, they they don't, uh, you know. I've used them as a trimmer, and they don't, uh, they don't hurt. They're wonderful. So, so you and I criticizing, you know, guys about their about their hair. So, I, <laughs> yeah, that's a little. I think we, we've hit, we've hit a new low. That's a little risky. Uh, 
the Packers lost. The the Niners got beat by the uh, uh, the, the Chiefs in in quite. They got mauled actually, and and the Bucks lost. So now the Vikings have the third best record in the wide open NFC. And if they win this coming week, they will be tied for the second best record. It'll be one game behind uh, uh, Philly if they keep winning. So that's pretty uh, heady spot for them. They haven't been there for a while. You know, I, 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 I sit there and think sometimes, you know, with this five one record and now it's a five and one record. Everybody focused on that. And you don't always think about how you get here. I wonder what old Zim is thinking now, you know, you know, especially if they really took this, took this somewhere because a lot of these players are his players and he's got to sit there and watch them succeed without him being at the helm. But that's beside the point. Take anything you act there. What do you think of the NFC with the Vikings at, at, at five and one and potentially six and one if they win this weekend? Yeah. I mean, I'm writing for tomorrow's paper just to, you know, the big question you always get, and I think you made reference to it was like, are the Vikings for real? Are they for real? Well, you can look at almost you can look at every team in the in the NFC right now that's that's in the top seven spots and say, are they for real? I mean, the Tampa Bay is three and four, just got and took out my last my last of all my Survivor Revival Pool picks. Uh, so I, I take the I take the Bucks, and they're favored by two touchdowns. Uh, playing a team that's got an interim coach, gave up and traded their best player, uh, has a backup quarterback, and, and Tom Brady scores three points. And uh, loses by 18, but he's the fourth seed in the NFC. He's the fourth seed in the NFC. Yeah, you, you when you lose a pick like that, you're like, I, I give up. I, I, yeah. I don't want to be in this anymore. Uh, Seattle and Geno Smith, I mean, wow. are they for real? They're, they're the third uh, third seed. Uh, you know, then you got the other Rams are hanging around at, at seven. Uh, three losses by double digits. Are they for real now? I, you know. Stafford doesn't look good. He's got more interceptions and touchdowns. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. The the NFC is not only the, the all the teams that have a loss or, or one or more losses are you know, there's question marks about them. But you know, weren't we sitting here a year ago talking about how the Cardinals, you know, seven and zero, how you know they're scoring over thirty points a game and they're doing this and they're this and they're great, just like we're talking about the Eagles, almost as if they're unbeatable. You know, the Cardinals end up going, uh, I think, uh, four and six down the stretch, and they get destroyed in the first round of the playoffs. So it is completely wide open. And, uh, you know, it's almost like if, if I'm sitting there, I know the Vikings fans have a lot of damage, but it's like, why not us? Why not? You know, at, at some point, I would assume it, it, you know, they will make that extra step and go to the Super Bowl, uh, you would think. Uh, so this is a good year. This is a good year for, you know, they, they're doing whatever they're doing and a lot of the stuff that we snickered at or I snickered at with sports science and keeping guys fresh and all this stuff, you know, they're doing what they said they were going to do. Uh, granted, they got 11 games to go, but so far, you know, the bill of goods that have been sold, you know, is kind of what, what people are seeing. So why not jump on, you know, jump on the train. Yeah, it, it's it. You know, I think until personally, I see them uh, a, and maybe it'll be this weekend. Uh, 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 and we'll talk about that in the next segment. We'll preview the Cardinals game, but beat a decent team and um, compete. You know, against a very good team. I mean, we got the Bills coming down the road, and and Dallas is going to be tough. A good defense there, and. And the Giants and and uh, 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 Jets are no slouches. All of a sudden, if as soon as they do that, then I'm going to start believing and, and really start looking looking uh, to the to the postseason with this team. I mean, San Francisco they got beat by the Chiefs uh, yesterday or Sunday, and but they just picked up Christian McCaffrey, and if he stays healthy and uh, everything else goes. You know they could win that NFC West and be right back in the in the picture in a big way. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say they're over. It, it is wide open, but uh, um, there's some teams lurking in that that are going to get better as we go on. And we ha really have to look at the NFC East too as well. You know, there's the Cowboys are are playing well. The uh, Philly is great right now so far. I, I think they're beatable though. The more I've the more I've seen of them, and. Um, you know who else they have? Well, well, Washington's okay, but uh, uh, the Giants are a good team. So I, I don't know. I, I guess 
you know, maybe Mark, we should uh, go back and revisit our, our preseason predictions for this team and, and see if uh, um, we got any revisions there. Uh, you know, I know I, I hate to remind you that you picked the Packers for the Super Bowl. I, I, are you willing to let that go now for for good, or or is that? Oh, is there- no, you know, oh, it's uh, got a sink or something. You know, the, the Bills were on the other side of that, so I'll tell. I'll stay with the Bills. Um, yeah, I think I had the uh, Vikings nine and eight, finishing sixth in the uh, in the conference, which would get him into the playoffs, right? Right. Yeah, and then right. I had him losing. That's losing the first though. round. I mean, I, I'm not going to agree with this, the nine and eight, and I didn't then. But you know, them making the playoffs at nine and eight, you know, is really indicative of what's going on. That could have still, you know, if they were to end up nine and eight, they could still make the playoffs in the NFC this year. It's amazing. Well, sure. I mean, uh, Philadelphia made it nine and eight. They were the seventh seed last year. You know, nine and eight and getting the sixth seed. Um, you know, I thought was at the beginning of the season, you're like, well, I don't know about that. But, you know, granted, I mean, you got like the, the NFC South right now, the, the leader is three and four. They got the fourth seed. Um, but, yeah, you could see I could. it's such a tight, jumbled, you know, mixture of which is why everyone loves it. Um, that, yeah, you could see I could see two nine and eight teams getting in. Uh, what what do you what do you do? You, do you amend that? that uh record or an eight you can see an eight and nine team getting in i mean it's you know yeah that's true Could you get an extra spot an extra game you know so somebody's got to win those games do you think the vikings will uh, move off that nine and eight record what do you see i um was going through it you know the rest of the season and um this team is going to hit adversity i think you know it's, it's inevitable how do they respond you don't um, have to can't, wish it to happen, Mark. Come on, I'm man. Not, I'm just saying, it's like, what, what are people going to do? Okay, so you, you got the Cardinals. You know, I, I think they they take care of the Cardinals at home. But suddenly Washington's an interesting game on the road with, with Heineke and some life in that team. Uh, then you got Buffalo and you got the Cowboys. Uh, you, know, that, that, that you could be looking at a three-game losing streak there. Uh, those last three games of the year, you know, having to play the Giants, which I think, being at home, I, I I probably like the Vikings, but you know having to go to Green Bay and having to go to Chicago, uh, last two games of the year, you could have two three game losing streaks, and uh, so I I, am, I bumped it up to one, one game. I, uh, I I'll, wow. I'll say ten and seven. Wow, still making the playoffs, obviously with that record. Still making the playoffs. Well, ten and seven is what I had him at the beginning of the year, and making the playoffs. That was my preseason prediction, but you know me, I uh, sixteen and one. No, no, not quite. I, I'm from here, so I, I, I bumped it up a, a couple myself. I, I said that they're going to be ten, looking at the rest of the schedule. They're going to be twelve and five with a, a division, and they're going to get a home field game. And uh, I think uh, you know if they do that, they, they 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 could win a game, win a playoff game. So, that, so that, you picked. You picked four more losses, right? We, I want to know which ones right now. Four more losses. Yeah, I know that was the hard thing. When I started going, I said, oh, shoot. Well, I think they're going to lose in Buffalo. Um, I think uh, I think one of the Jets or the Giants – and not Jets – yeah, one of the one of the New York teams. That's, that's another one. Um, they uh, – what was the other – and Dallas is going to be tough for them, you know. If, if, that's you know, three. Yes. And the other one – well, one and, of two, perhaps. And, I predicted at the beginning of the year, I said they'd split with the Packers, split with the Lions, and sweep the Bears. So I'm thinking they still might split with the Packers. I think by that time, there's enough animus between these two teams, and, and with nothing left for the Packers to play off, they'll, they'll, they'll want to be spoilers. <laughs> they might lose that one. But, uh, uh, you know, it, I think they, they will beat the Bears down there this year, which they usually have trouble. And and as the Lions are now becoming the Lions, I think the Vikings can handle them even on the road. So, yeah, those are my losses that I see. And, uh, um, you know, if we we go even further and make any uh, bold predictions for the for the rest of the season, I think the Vikings get home field, win a game, and then I originally wrote down lose in Philly, but now I'm going to write win in Philly. They're going to figure it out and. When 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 you have it set up with the AFC, I, I have always agreed with you. I thought the Bills were the cream of the crop. They're going to have two 0-4 teams in the Super Bowl meeting each other in the Super Bowl. Mark, something's got to give. One of those 0-4 teams is finally going to get off the schneid in the Super Bowl. 
and I'm not going to give that my prediction yet who's going to win that game. I'm not going to tie? No, I got to see them play when they meet during the season, and then I'll let you know. I think, yeah, if if they tie, then the the trophy goes to Cleveland. (laughs) All right, so uh, my bold prediction is they will have – it's going to be a very streaky team down the stretch. They're going to have two three-game losing streaks. Wow. They're going to beat the Cardinals, lose three straight, win four straight, and lose three straight. And everyone, when they lose those last three games, Giants, Packers, Bears, everyone is going to want everyone fired. We're going to we want heads to roll. We're going to we're going to demand that KOC Quasi out. New quarterback. Uh, it, it's over. What, what where are we drafting? But they're going to get into the playoffs, and they are going to win their first two games, and then everyone's going to be Super Bowl Super Bowl. Uh, so what did I have? Oh, they, they will beat the, uh, I don't know how this will, how this falls out. I didn't, I didn't go so far as to like do the brackets and see if it makes sense or anything, but I did, uh, you know, who wants to make sense? So I haven't beaten the Rams and the giants in the first, you know, to reach the NFC championship game at home against wow. the Cowboys. And then should I throw a push off in there somewhere? There's a push off. They say push off. Uh, well, no, they'll call it. They'll call the push off on Justin Jefferson. They'll catch the winning touchdown, <laughs> but they will call a push off, and it'll come back, and they will lose to the Cowboys. Not only will they want Quasi and KOC out of here, and Cousins gone, they're going to want you gone for saying that kind of thing. I have them in the NFC Championship game, Joe. Yeah, come on. I don't mean doodly square. We got to get to the Super Bowl and face those those uh, Stefan Diggs. It'll be the Stefan Diggs versus Justin Jefferson. Who's going to win that? Ooh, would that be delicious? Leslie, you'd have Leslie. You'd have Leslie. Uh, you know that his defense against the the, uh, the offense. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. I mean, it would it would seriously it would be. Uh, I think this town would be. Uh, I mean, obviously, you can remember it from whenever you were little, but. You know, I, I would, uh, you know, to see that happen would be really kind of a cool thing it to see be, up be. close. Uh, you know, I've never, obviously, being from Cleveland, uh, we, you know, didn't, uh, we're lucky to they even, uh, the highlights for us was losing and getting beat by John Wellway like every year for like a decade. <laughs> so uh be kind of cool to see. I'd, I'd have to start bulking up now because I'd be losing weight. I, for two weeks, I wouldn't be able to eat before that came. Anyway, uh, speaking of bold predictions, speaking of bold, uh, we're going to take a break now and, and go to our new sponsor, Manscaped, who, who have a bold new product that's just awesome for, for trimming hair and, and such. And uh, take a listen to that, and we'll be back with the third segment, which we preview, preview the uh, Vikings cards game coming this Sunday. Come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Football's back, baby. We're back to seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field, and your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long. With Manscaped's state-of-the-art tech, we'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West or the NFC East. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code VT Breakdown 20. That's VT Breakdown 20. Get it today. All right, folks, welcome back to uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown with myself and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, NFL insider, longtime Vikings writer, former Cleveland Brown writer, former Canton Pro Football writer, uh, Hall of Fame predictor, uh, anything else we need to know. Don't even say anything about golf. He's, he's just he's a, he's a good golfer, but he's just okay. Uh, 14, I think I'm a 14-time FUBAR champion, something like that, 14, 15. Me and Tiger, our majors are about the same. Uh, my, my, what I have in common with Tiger is five knee surgeries, so that's what I'm going with. But, um, okay, the Vikings play. They're getting back on the field, thankfully. It, you know, the bye was good for them, but, you know, you want to watch football. So I, I, I watched a bit of the other football this weekend, but I said, you know, I started getting bored. I go, where's my, where's my purple? So uh, they're going to play uh, – they're hosting the Arizona Cardinals – this week at the U.S. Bank Stadium at noon on Sunday. And uh, Cardinals got a little healthy last week. Uh, uh, they um, they got uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins back from suspension. He was suspended the first six games. And I was pleased because I got him on my fantasy team, and he 
got me 20 points because they threw him the ball a lot. Um, I think you're going to see more of that this weekend. And, and you know, it almost seemed like uh, Kyler Murray was uh, not reborn, but he was revitalized by having him back there and threw him. And it opened up the offense for them a little bit, which is always good for Kyler. He, I saw a stat from Dustin Baker from Vikings territory who said that uh, the uh, Cardinals – have gone it forward on fourth down the most of any team this year in 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 seven games, 23 times. So the Vikings better be ready to stop them on four down. Anyway, Mark, go ahead. Let, let wow, me know. That's, uh, it's, that's, that's a, it's hard to beat Detroit in that stat. Um, mm-hmm. Detroit seems to go for it all the time. Uh, you know, I think Hopkins obviously adds an element that uh, makes this, uh, you know, a harder game to predict. Uh, I like the fact that the, the Vikings are at home. You know, Arizona's two and one on the road. Um, Kyler Murray uh, didn't run in last year's game. If you remember, uh, Kirk Cousins outrushed him, I think. And Kirk had That's like a right. 30, yeah. 30 yard run or something. Um, but, but you know, he's a guy that, you know, you obviously, you know, I think he averages like five, five, nine, five, eight uh, a carry. So, you know, that's an element that you're uh, always afraid of, especially with this, with this defense this like soft shell defense where they are, you know, you can hit them with runs. And if the quarterback takes off, it's a problem. Um, you know, it's a scary, it's kind of a scary game, but you know, the Cardinals, uh, you know, Cliff King, Kingsbury is probably one of the next guys to go. Uh, I would imagine uh, if they don't make the playoffs, he's gone this year. Uh, they're not probably aren't living up to their, their ability. Then again, they, they didn't have Hopkins for uh, first five, six games. But uh, bottom line, is I, I, I think, uh, you know, the Vikings being at home, you know, with the bye coming back in, uh, this is a, this is a game they win. Um, it'll be close just because, you know, the defense is, that's a tough team to, to with the quarterback, but I like the Vikings at home. Um, you know, I, I went and looked at some of their, their stats and, uh, Offensively, the Vikings and the Cards are about the same. Uh, Cardinals rush for 121 per game. The Vikings, though, are at 97. That's where they differ. In passing, it's 242 for the Vikings per game versus the Cardinals at 221. Um, and this, I should say the scoring, their, their scoring is about the same. It's, they're both about 20, 22 points a game So on offense. So, uh, you know, it, they're going to be pretty evenly matched. On defense, it, it's a little bit different. The Vikings are... 27th in total yards allowed, 28th in pass yards allowed, and 14th in rush yards, whereas the uh, Cardinals are 22nd in total yards allowed, 6th in rushing yards allowed. They give up 101 per game, and the Cardinals are 25th in passing yards allowed. So I think we're going to see more passing than than running in this game. But the Vi- the Cardinals do give up uh, 25 points per game. It's, it's, uh, it's 27th in the league, where the Vikings are – 13th giving up only 19.7. So, you know, I think those numbers do point to the favor for the Vikings. Um, anything can change. I, you know, I, I, I think the Vikings will be rested and ready to go. Um, not too much happened during the bye week. Uh, we meant we talked about that earlier, but uh, um, I got, you know, I think given this, this team, uh, you know, it's KLC's first uh, bye week. He has to to manage and come on back. He, he said all the things so far. He, he got them to, to London with a win and a win out of London, and he, he delayed their bye to a couple weeks so they could uh, – or a week so they could uh, have it a little bit later. They are healthy. Uh, um, I, I think they're engaged as opposed to uh, uh, – certainly Cousins is, as opposed to the Packers quarterback across the border. Um, I'd love to see them really play well, really, like I said earlier, all four quarters and not have to sit there and scramble for a win. I mean, I think they should beat them, but I would like to see it done in, in dispatch them in, in decent fashion and not have to, you know, have us on t- pins and needles. You know, I'm coming out of the blind. I don't need to be freaking out again already, you know, yeah, do you, do you- back into it. Do you get extra points if they win the way that Joe Oberly wants them to win? Like if uh, it's thirty to nothing in the first quarter, and then uh, like sure. they don't gain no first downs for the last three quarters, so you can like go cut the grass or shovel snow or whatever on Sunday. Well, yeah, uh, come yeah. back and be assured that it's going to be a 
60 to nothing victory. I'd be nice. like, yeah, uh, that's, that's not how it works. No, no, it's not. And, you know, I don't expect it to the one, you know, I, I, I guess you can complain all you want about how the Vikings have become five and one, but boy, oh boy. And this has been them for a long time. They are exciting to watch. You never know what you're going to get. And, you know, to have them win these games, these walk-off games like they did, they didn't last year is awesome. You know, I mean, they're five and one They're five. You, you don't have to, you know, you don't get style points in this league. So they're five and one, you know, but if I want to look forward and, and have my bold prediction of a, of a Super Bowl appearance come, come to fruition, they got to start playing a little bit better. And I hope that that starts this week. Cause they got the, you got you got them at losing two three game losing streaks, you know, this season. I should Joe, Joe, another, Joe. I should Joe. also get you another beer that they're not gonna, he, not Joe, gonna Eli Manning is two and zero against Tom Brady in Super Bowls. The, the, the Giants were average team that got hot and they won the super they won two Super Bowls that way. You don't have to be historically great to win a Super Bowl. That's a oh, dirty little good. secret in this league. Yeah, no, that's true. Now, the Packers were the sixth seed, and they they when that's how Aaron Rodgers they swept through the playoffs, got hot, and and won it that year. You know, it, it can happen. And unfortunately, when the, the Vikings history where they were they were favored against Kansas City, and they might have been favored in the second one, they probably shouldn't have been after that. But uh, they're all in four, and I still punch my pillow at night. Um, yeah, so I I don't know. I, I I'm looking for it. It, it would be it would be awesome for them to be six and one and to take a, a decent team. That's probably ascending a little bit here. They don't have JJ Watt on defense. I mean, they have JJ Watt, but he's not the same player as he used to be. Um, I think that the Vikings, you know, you know, give KLC some time to, to, to game plan against the team and maybe watch him and, and like he did this past weekend and, and figure some out. I, I, I'm going to be excited to see the, the, the game plan they throw out there. You might see some new wrinkles we haven't seen yet thus far. Cause he's got time to, put something in very well could be very well could be you got anything else for us mark i mean how's your how's your your cleveland guys lost a tough game i mean anything else out there surprise you in the nfl this week i mean i got surprised by the the bears beating the patriots last night what happened to belichick he, he benched his quarterback and his quarterback comes out and throws a touchdown pass and then throws another bad interception, and they went belly up. I don't, I don't know. I saw, uh, I saw a stat the other day of uh, Belichick's record without Tom Brady. It wasn't very good. Well, it was well below five hundred, that's for sure. Maybe he's not the great guy that you you pretend him to be. I never say he was a great guy. Um, <laughs> great coach. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Zappy. It was fun. I, I, I gave up on the game uh, toward the end. I fell asleep, but. Um, when they put Zappy in there, I mean that place came alive and the team came alive. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I would give him another start. I, I didn't see how he played after, but um, you know, uh, he, he brought us he brought a presence of something special. I think uh, to to that team. Um, you know, the uh, from what I, I didn't study every play, but from what I saw with the Bears was was a, it was a realization that we can win games with Justin Fielding playing like a a really green raw quarterback. They don't have to polish him, have him be polished in the pocket, and and let's let's play for next year. They can win games right now with by moving him around. And frankly, I I feel like he's he's as as um, safe outside the pocket as he is inside the pocket. He takes the big hits when he's inside the pocket, but he's outside the pocket moving around. He is he has an ability to escape and and and. Uh, now there's some. There was one where he needed to throw the ball away. He got toward the, close to the sideline and and held onto it and took a pretty good hit that he didn't need to take. Uh, but otherwise, I just saw them saying, "Hey, you know, let, let's tailor the offense and let's tailor the game plan to your quarterback as opposed to the quarterback to what you what the offensive coordinator wants to do." Um, and, and they, you know, took to to do that against Belichick and uh, who's you know. He's got a pretty good defense, and what they've done with uh, with young quarterbacks over the years. It uh, that's you know I think they're a long way from hanging with the Vikings, but you know that's a that's a good win for the for the Bears. I think it really was. 
Uh, question about Belichick. I mean, he was he was tied. He's tied with George Hallis for number two overall most wins, most career wins as a head coach. And they were, they were thinking that was going to that that might, might have fired up the Bears to not let him pass Georgia in this game. Um, what's he What's he hanging around for? I mean, he's got the six titles. He's got he's legendary. He's going to be Hall of Fame. Blah 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 blah. I mean, is he hanging around to, to catch Shula for the the most coach wins by a head coach? In league history, which is which is something that probably would never be equaled anyway, is that or is he hanging around because he wants to get that one without Brady, who now looks like he might be done. You know the way things are going down in Tampa now. I what you 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 coached or I should say you covered him when he first became a coach. You know him probably a little bit. He's never going to say any of this, but do you think any of that's that's there? Well, I guarantee you, he wants to pass Don Shula. I'm not saying that's what he's sticking around for. He's sticking around because that's, I mean, unlike anyone else, like a Jimmy Johnson or you know, Belichick's not going to go and retire and go sit in a booth and be an analyst. You know, yeah. Belichick is a, is a is a throwback guy. He's he's like George Hallis. He's going to coach until he's, you know, ancient. And I do remember talking to him. You know, this is back when he's in Cleveland. And he's like in his forties, and uh, um, uh, oh, a coach. Uh, Marv Levy was coached till he was 71 years old. And I remember Belichick saying, I'm, I'm not going to be coaching when I'm 71. I think he's 71 now. I think <laughs> either he's either 70 or 71. Um, but, you know. 71 uh, is the new new 61. So what do you mean? Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, when he, whenever he looks at, uh, again, it's not, that's not the reason. You know, he just enjoys the process. He, it, it's, yeah. it's in him. It, it's who he yeah, is. It look like it. Uh, but, you know. Look like you do tell me that the, that because uh, Don Shula used to call you know Bella Cheat Bella Cheat and he he said it publicly and ah, uh, oh, and uh, so of all the you know, all the, the things with Belichick and the, the, all the controversies yeah. and everything you don't think that, that, that Bill Belichick whenever he when yeah. he does pass Don Shula isn't going to make some sort of little crack or maybe I, maybe you won't maybe but I mean. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm, a, I'm not a big fan of Shula, so I think I'm going to start looking forward to this. You know, this this would be great. I I, I think they're in the twenties uh, or something like that. Uh, I don't know how, how however many. Shula's at six forty-seven, and I think Belichick has I got about twenty to go to 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 catch. Yeah, him. I mean Belichick obviously has had more swings than George Hallis had uh, uh, for the regular season and all that. Um, but yeah. you know, there was some uh, you know back. In the, in the early, early days where the Bears were, you know, head and shoulder. You know, there's some wins that, uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, they're beating teams that weren't NFL caliber because it's – you're talking about going clear back to the beginning of the of the, of the league. Yeah. That would be interesting. I, I – I, uh, it's now something I can act, actually – if the, when the Patriots win, which I can't stand anyway – I, I say, oh, good. He's one more closer to shoot, passing shoes. So I don't think. Well, about maybe, it. maybe Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving night. You know, give you. You should be generous you know, and give him no. one on Thanksgiving night. No, no, thanks. We we won't do that. That that. But, but when it happens, we'll be back. Where you know, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it. So that should wrap it up for us this week. Uh, thanks, thanks to Manscaped for for sponsoring Vikings territory breakdown and make sure you. You go to their site and click it, you know, put in VT Breakdown 20 to, for 20% off on, on one of those Manscaped items. They are really cool. They are really good, and I like them. I use them. I like them. Um, thanks to you, Mark, for your insight. Uh, thanks to Mike Bolden behind the scenes, the producer. And uh, thanks, all everybody, for, for uh, uh, tuning in and checking it out. Uh, until next week after the Arizona Cardinals game, uh, we'll be back to talk about it then. Until then. Uh, Joe, our buddy, Skull. <laughs>